This is the Parenting for Faith podcast from the Bible Reading Fellowship. Visit parentingforfaith.org for free online videos and resources and an eight-session course all about Parenting for Faith. You can also sign up for news, subscribe to this podcast, and find out about events and training in your area. Hello and welcome to the Parenting for Faith podcast. This is episode five of season four. And my name's Anna Hawkin, and I'm your host and the ministry lead here at Parenting for Faith. I hope you've had a good week. It's starting to get a bit colder and a bit darker, isn't it? We're heading towards half term. And that means, like it or not, there are going to be a lot of um, events and shop windows and other things that are displaying Halloween. Now, you might know where your family stands on it. Uh, You might always do the same thing every year. But we know for a lot of Christian parents and carers, they can really value some support and some resources in deciding what they think about it or communicating that to their children and deciding how to respond to trick-or-treaters, what they get involved with. Uh, So I'd love to encourage you to go on over to our website, parentingforfaith.org, and either put forward slash topics forward slash Halloween or click on the parents button and on seasonal, you'll see Halloween there. And we've got loads of stuff. We've got ideas that different people have done. We've got some suggestions how to make up your own mind. Um, yeah, loads of different things there. So really hope that's helpful. And I'd love to invite you to our Facebook live event. So that is on Tuesday, the 18th of October at eight o'clock for under fives parents, uh, 8.30 for parents of primary school age and nine o'clock for parents of preteens and teens. And we've got three special guests uh, Ian Nash, Sarah Hogburn and Ruth Morgans. They're all members of our Parenting for Faith speaking team. So you can book them to come and talk at your church. Um, but they are all experienced children's and family ministers and parents themselves. So we're going to be discussing it with them. Talking of rain, it's absolutely chucky down here. I don't know if you can hear that. <laughs> um, but for our episode today, I spoke to Catherine Hill from Care for the Family, all about her book and tour and a new resource that they've produced called A Mind of Their Own which is about supporting children's and teenagers' emotional health and mental well-being, all those kind of things. And she's got some real gems for us. Catherine, thank you so much for being with us. Can you start brilliant, off? brilliant to be with you. <laughs> <laughs> Can you start off just by telling us a little bit about yourself and Care for the Family? Many of us are familiar with your work and have benefited from it over the years. But for anyone who doesn't know, just tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Oh, I'd love to. So I'm Catherine Hill. I'm the UK director at Care for the Family. Um, In terms of family, I'm married to Richard. We've got four adult children and five grandchildren now. Um, They're all quite little, all born during COVID, lockdown and all the rest. But that's a great joy um, to have those little grandchildren. Um, And then, yeah, my role at Care for the Family, I used to be a family lawyer And I think those days really gave me, God gave me a real heart for family because I I saw firsthand just the the trauma um, of when family life doesn't work out. And so it's just been a wonderful gift now to be able to work for Care for the Family. Um, My role involves speaking and writing. And as an organization, we work, we're a Christian organization. um, We have resources that are suitable for use in the community and some specific resources to equip the church. And we work in three areas, uh, mainly uh, parenting, marriage and couple relationships, and also bereavement. And we, we talk about being the fence around the top of the cliff more than the ambulance at the bottom, trying to get upstream and equip families um, to build strong, strong family life. 
And we're so grateful for you and your approach. Uh, we've longtime fans and supporters of Care for the Family, particularly in that parenting angle. So, yeah, thank you. And really why we wanted to get you on today is that uh, you've written a book and you're going on tour uh, called A Mind of Their Own, all thinking about um, children's emotional well-being, how we can support that. We've been thinking in this season of the podcast about how parents can get ahead. We've called it the heads up season. How can we think about things that are going to affect our children and teenagers down the line, even if it's not affecting us right now? And I think children's emotional well-being is a big one, isn't it? It's something that does affect every child, every young person, every family. And so I'm really interested um, why you wrote this book, why you're going on this tour and, you know, what you'd like people to know about their children's emotional well-being. Oh, thanks. So, yeah, I wrote the book. I, I actually decided to write the book before the pandemic because mm. even then I was aware of the rising stats for uh, children suffering with anxiety, depression and just poor mental well-being in general. And of course, the pandemic then came, which made it a hundred times worse and in some ways made the book even more timely. And I think I was aware that just in the same way as parents, we know and we do stuff to keep our children physically well and safe. So we put stair gates up, we limit screen time, we limit sugar, we get them to eat their broccoli, we teach them to cross the road safely, all those things. Just in the same way, there is so much that we can do to help them grow uh, healthily, emotionally. And uh, But it's harder to spot and sometimes it's harder to manage, but... It, there are things that we can do in the everyday ups and downs of family life that can help them uh, grow strong emotionally, uh, can help build resilience in their lives. And so in relation to that, that's what the book's all about. Really practical chapters. Each chapter at the end um, has got some uh, action points that you can put into practice in the home and an activity that you can do together. And there are some really funny cartoons as well to help you on the way. Um, so that's the book. And then whenever at Care for the Family, it seems we we write a book um, that's kind of significant for family life. We want to take it on the road as well. And so we're going around the country and presenting the event, A Mind of Their Own. And we got a, a tour happening this month in October. Brilliant. And we will post the link to book onto that and to uh, find out the dates and the locations so that you can see if it's somewhere near you. We'll post all that in the show notes so you can get get involved uh, but maybe for some of us who can't make that or just want something now I think it can feel really overwhelming as parents and carers can't it we can just feel like we we don't have the confidence to support our children and teenagers and um, so if you could give us a, a sneak preview kind of one starting point or something that people could do right away if they're wanting to get to grips with this and um, where would you suggest we start Oh, there's so much we could do. Well, I think I would want to say right from the beginning that if a parent is really concerned about their child's emotional well-being, to definitely contact a GP, um, to get support, to talk to other parents, um, not to go it alone. But there is so much that we can do uh, in, in the early stages and just any way to build our children's emotional well-being. So, I mean, a few things maybe to start with. I think one of the most important qualities in our children's lives is to help them build resilience. And it's a word that's banded around. And uh, if you look at the scientific definition, it means that it's something that's gone out of shape going back to shape again, um, bouncing back. But more recently, 
people have been talking about bouncing forwards. So not just going back to how we were, but actually learning from a difficult circumstance and growing through it. And there are loads of ways as parents that we can help our children do that, whatever the challenge is, whether it's a big challenge or whether it's something relatively small. And I mean, certainly I know when ours were little, and I think so many of us as parents, we want our children to have a, a carefree life. We we don't want them to have to go through challenge. And the temptation is to jump in too soon to be that, I don't know if people have heard of the helicopter parent who comes yeah comes in, rotoblaze whirring, just to make life easy. And I've done that many times. But if sometimes we can step back and allow our children to actually work some of this stuff out for themselves, that will be one of the first steps in building resilience. So, I mean, one little practical example, I can't tell you the number of times that I had a text message from one of our boys asking me if I wouldn't mind just popping down to school, which basically meant wrestling through the rush hour traffic because they had forgotten their football boots or their sports (laughs) kits or whatever it was. Yeah, Many times I did oblige, but on the occasions that I didn't, they never ever missed the match. They found a way around. So that's just a really basic example of helping our children sometimes work this stuff out for themselves. And there's lots of brain research. The whole book is is steeped in scientific, on on the foundation of scientific research. Uh, Lots still that we don't know about the brain. But actually, as our children learn that, they start those neural connections in their brain will start to grow and they will become gradually more and more resilient. They'll learn learn that quality. We're not born resilient. It's a a quality uh, that we learn. So that would be one thing. Yeah, fantastic. And if we don't always jump in, if we don't always save them and help them, the inevitable thing is they will sometimes fail. They will sometimes uh, have difficult things to handle. And I know failure is something that you address in the book and on the tour. And so I wanted to ask you about that. How do we help our children fail well? Um, And in particular, we're thinking about this as Christian parents and carers. So how can we help them to connect with God in that space? Yeah. What I love when I was uh, researching the book, there is, of course, it's obvious there was going to be, but there is so much in the Bible about this. And just time and again, I would come across something and think, oh, yeah, that's in the Bible. So um, we talk about the plasticity of the brain. And um, actually, uh, in the Bible, you know, Paul writes about the renewing of our minds. I think that's the same, the same thing. There's something called the hope circuit, which actually is one of the things that happens during failure and during building resilience. Um, And in Romans, Paul talks about, you know, suffering, producing um, perseverance, perseverance, producing character, character, producing hope. Again, it's there in the Bible so many times. And I think failure um, is another area where actually as Christian parents, we can come alongside our children and really help them uh, manage this. So um, yeah, there's quite a bit of research about how as parents we we see failure. So so do we see it as, as something that's going to limit our children um, or do we see it as the, the seedbed for, for growth, for growth of character, growth of perseverance? And of course, we don't want to see them fail. Um, but 
if we can come alongside them and whatever the situation is, show empathy, show concern, but then help them to to grow through it, to see beyond that immediate thing. Because failure is part of life. We're we're never going to succeed in everything that we put our hand to. Um, Then we'll be doing them a great service in building that. There's um maybe I'll just read you. There's a little quote in the book. I, I tell the story of um Michael Jordan, who's a b- famous basketball player. And um there's a story that when he was 15, he didn't get picked uh for the team that he should have done and he was absolutely devastated and he he locked himself in his in his room and cried and wouldn't see anyone. And then his mum came along and she persuaded him that instead of giving up to pick himself up um, and to try again. And I think we're all glad that she did that um, because he became one of the most famous basketball players of all time. But this is what he said. He says this. um, He says, I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost almost 300 games. 26 times I've been trusted to take the game-winning shot and missed. I've failed over and over and over again in my life. And that is why I succeed. And I thought that was a brilliant little quote that just showed how, as our children try again through the hard knocks of life, um, that actually they that 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 brain, um, that hope circuit is being made. It's a bit like an oil painting, layer upon layer. Gradually, they'll learn um, to be more resilient and to, uh, to have that important quality in their lives, and it will build their emotional well-being. I love that. And I love that what the parent's role is there is not to, she didn't change the circumstances. She didn't, you know, rig up the coach and get annoyed, but she was putting language and explaining that for him in a way that helped him to, to bounce forward and to do well. And we talk about that a lot in, in uh, Parenting for Faith, framing how do you put language around for your child to say, hey, this is where this happened in the Bible. This is how you can talk to God about this. Or here's an example of something I failed at. Um, and where I've come. I think sometimes we, uh, as you say, we just want to make it all better. And actually, if we can take a step back and just breathe and and think through a different way to frame it, that's so helpful. So thank yeah, you. Yeah, I think, and your point about um, about uh, being role models for our children as how we manage failure. Um, there's a story in the book about that. And I think it's one of the action points in that chapter about being open and vulnerable as appropriate um, mm. to our children about how we manage failure in our lives. And one of the fun ideas at the end is to have something called Failure Friday. And um, so the idea is you just get the family together and you make it kind of a fun meal. And then maybe you look up um, some really great things that have been invented. I think Play-Doh, popcorn, there's all kinds of stuff that were invented by accident as a result of failure. Or share your own times when Things haven't gone as you've planned, but what you learned from it. So that's just a fun thing that parents can do that, again, just reinforces that message and builds it into into family life. That's fantastic. Thank you for that. Um, I know you also talk about risk taking. uh, And why is that important for children's character and their faith development? 
yeah, I think, again, as parents, it's hard when we see them just leaping out on that next season of life, whether it's that first day at school, first day at secondary school, uh, what, whatever the thing is, because we're hardwired to to keep them safe. But if you think how God parents us as well, he doesn't make our world smaller. He allows us to experience new things and to learn to learn from it. And there's a scientific term um, that's called anti-fragility. And basically, that is how things get stronger through challenge. So um, our immune system, the banking system, our bones, and of course, um, our children, our children as well. And so again, helping our children as appropriate in the little things of life as they as they get older, just taking little risks. So maybe it is just uh, taking the bus to school for the first time. You know, you might do it with us to start with, and then they do it by themselves. But you meet them, and then they do it by themselves completely, giving them little choices. Um, over the things that they can have an influence over and allowing them to to take those risks, to have some adventure. Um, Again, we've talked about the helicopter parent, but there's another parent called the snowplow parent. So the snowplow parent goes ahead and makes the road completely flat. So there is no risk and no challenge and no adventure. And there's a lovely little proverb that says, um, prepare the child for the road not the road for the child. And so again, allowing them to take risk and being there when it doesn't work out, um, much better that they learn to take risk when we're there to pick up the pieces than um, when they're off on their own and we haven't prepared them for it. So again, that's a really important part of building emotional well-being, helping them um, have fun, have those adventures, uh, have risk and have challenge. And of course, there's loads of church um, activities, I think that very often can encourage those things when they can go away, maybe with the youth group or um, some other organization and just learn some of those things um, by themselves. Mm. Yeah. And I think there's, uh, you know, they're not going ahead and clearing the way. And sometimes we can even actively seek out those opportunities as well. And we've talked before at Parenting for Faith about uh, taking children into environments where they wouldn't normally go, you know, whether that's into a a prayer meeting just to see what happens, even if it's designed for adults. And maybe they'd be brave in uh, contributing something there or just listening and being part of it. Uh, But sometimes also taking them, giving them opportunities to experience things in a small way before they experience it in a big way. You've touched on that as well. Um, I recently took my children to a funeral of someone they weren't very close to because I wanted to prepare them for, you know, one day this is going to be someone that's closer to you. And I want you to be able to um, look at people's emotions and how they're connecting with God and what's going on before it's someone, you know, really close to you. And I think that's really helpful to think about where are the the situations where we can can do that and open up those opportunities to experience a little taste of something or take a little risk and and kind of set them up for the bigger things. That's wonderful. And um, you talk a little bit too in your book and on the tour about identity. Where does that come into all of this? So I would say if there's one thing out of the whole of the book, the whole of the event and um, where this lands, it's helping our children um, be secure in their God-given identity. And there's some wonderful, wonderful secular research, um, a guy called Dr. Martin Seligman. And he says this, that one of the most important things for our children in building resilience is to give them what he calls 
a an awareness of a something bigger than me mindset. And mm. so for those of us who have a faith, that's an obvious thing. The fact that our children are part of some much bigger plans and purposes that God has for them and that they have a heavenly father who loves them, whatever they do, whatever they look like, um, however many times they fail, um, that he is there for them, that he has plans and purposes for them because the world tells them to to look within to find their identity um, but actually, if we can encourage our children uh, to look look beyond themselves and to discover that security, uh, then we will be actually putting the, the key building block in place. And actually, as parents, to be able to model that unconditional love that their Heavenly Father has for them, uh, that's an incredible thing, again, that we can do. And of course, we'll mess up. And of course, we'll get it wrong. And of course, we'll have regrets. But actually, no one knows our child like us. No one loves them like us. And so we have everything in our power to give this our, our, a really, you know, our best shot. Um, we can really be encouraged that God's placed us in this place um, to be able to help build that secure identity. Wonderful. Thank you, Catherine. That's been so helpful. I think we've got a lot from that already. Um, but as I say, there will be a link in the show notes to if you'd like to buy the book, A Mind of Their Own, or if you'd like to uh, see Catherine on tour um, as she takes that on a really practical evening. You can go along yourself and um, you can bring friends, family, anyone else, and it will give you some practical things to take away. Thank you so much. Thank you. And as always, we like to end with a question to ask your kid to spark an interesting conversation. There's no right answer. You're just wanting to get them chatting. This week's question is this. What is the riskiest thing you've ever done? Have a great conversation. We'll be back next week. Bye. Thank you for downloading the Parenting for Faith podcast. A new episode will be released next week. And why not look at parentingforfaith.org to watch the free eight-session course, to get in touch, or to find out about training and events near you.